Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zaner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zanerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I want to tackle a series on the soon-coming King. In particular, I want to talk today about the last days. This is a term, I believe, that is used very, very frequently for good reason, uh, especially in Pentecostal circles. Um, there's even one major denomination called the Foursquare Denomination, started by Amy Simple McPherson, where this is one of their major four cardinal doctrines. Actually, in a lot of denominational churches, in independent Pentecostal churches, there's uh, four major uh, doctrines that they stand upon. Jesus as Savior, Jesus as Healer, Jesus as Baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and Jesus as the soon-coming King. And I want to tackle this area of the coming King in the last days because I believe we need to understand the times that we're living in. We just finished up the series on being a soul winner, and one of the things that the Lord gave me uh, is an urgency for eternity. And uh, the urgency is coming from the fact that we're living in the final moments of time. We're living in the last days. And what does that mean? And in order to understand what that means, we need to understand when when did this first get introduced? When did the last days concept come from? Well, I want you, if you have your Bibles, you can go to Acts chapter 2. It says here that when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. As Pentecostal believers, this is where we get our title, Pentecostal, because this is the where we believe, according to the Word of God, that people were first baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, which is very true. We see that here, and we believe that that has not ceased. But there was something special that marked this day beyond just getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Bible goes on to say uh, that there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And uh, when the sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in their own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, not all these who speak Galileans. How is it that we hear each in our own language, which we were born? And it goes on and lists all the different languages and where the people were from. And then others came and they said that we were very amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Verse 12, verse 13 says, Others mocking said, They are all full of new wine. So many people thought, Man, these people are drunk. Uh, in the morning time. But Peter stood up, verse 14, standing up at the eleven, raised his voice and said, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you today and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day, or otherwise it's only nine o'clock in the morning. However, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. It shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. The mark in the sign of the last days, the starting moment when the last day's timer, you could say, started, was the day of Pentecost. In the last days, says God, 
I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. The Bible, Joel was prophesying of the day when the moment you can pinpoint when the timer would start, when the last days would begin. We call it last days because the Bible says in Peter that one day, or yeah, one day to the Lord is like a thousand years to us. So to one day to God, days, talking days, because we, many of you have heard this has been the last days for the last 2,000 years. You're correct. It has been. But to one day to God is a thousand years to us. So it's basically been about two days to God since the day of Pentecost. However, the signs of the times are very evident. And I want to get into this idea of the last days according to the Word of God because we need to understand the time we're living in. Uh, we're, we're living in the final moments of time before we usher in the return of Jesus Christ. In the last two years, we've seen major prophetic things take place uh, throughout uh, the nations that were prophesied years ago, and even the book of Revelation is unfolding. So I believe that it's important to understand that Jesus is coming soon according to the Word of God, not some prophet, not some uh, whatever. I'm not claiming to be a theologian in this area. I'm just going to give you what the Bible says. You're not going to get my opinion. You're going to get what the Word of God says. And I can help you lead into, if you want to get deeper in this, there's great ministers who have devoted their lives to the study of this. And I'm not by any means making this out to be, I've studied this to the depths like them because I have not. They've been doing it for over 40 years. I've just been doing it for the last couple years. So I want to get into this because we need to understand the time we're living in. Pentecost was the day that the timer started of the last days. And it was evident that the church was filled with the Spirit and endued with power. Jesus said this, he told his disciples to tarry in Jerusalem until they were endued with power to be a witness, first in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Jesus did not want the timer of the last days to start without equipping his church with fire power. Power to deal with the devil. Power to destroy the works of the devil. Power to go out and to demonstrate that Jesus Christ is alive. Come on, somebody. The last days was marked by an outpouring of the Spirit of God, not for these people to just get a nice touch in the upper room, but the Bible goes on to say that immediately after the, the people came together, they're saying, what's going on? These men are not drunk as you suppose. The great evangelist Peter stood up, he preached the gospel, and 3,000 were saved. There was a power to be saved at that moment. There was a power behind his words. There was a, a power behind the church. And they would go out, the Bible says that they went out with many miracles, signs, and wonders following. This should be the case today, and it is. It very much is the case today. Never before have we seen as many believers grabbing hold of God's truth in, in demonstrating God's power. There's never been a greater time in history the, where many people are going into ministry. And, there, and it's, it's across the board of just hungry people who want God to be real to them. And he comes and he places his hand upon their life, just like in Acts. And then they're endued with power. These last days will be a great demonstration of God's power before Jesus comes back. It's marked by...
uh, eternity. It's marked by the Holy Ghost. It's marked by miracles, signs, and wonders. And so one of the signs of the last days is power. Power in the church. Power in miracles. Power in seeing people get healed. We've seen a renewal of that. It's never ceased since this day, but history has not fully recorded uh, across the board Pentecostal history until 1906 when Azusa Street took place. But that wasn't like, oh, now the, the Holy Spirit's back. He never has stopped moving. But that was, the, that was the biggest move of the time that reintroduced it because the Bible says that in the latter days it shall be greater than the former days. What was the former days? These are the former days. The days when it started. We're in the latter days. We're in the final moments of time. If they started the last days, we are now in the final moments, seconds, if not milliseconds of time of, until, it, until this thing is wrapped up. The Bible says that the church was endued with power. And then it also says that all flesh, that, that the Spirit would be poured upon all flesh. All flesh, that means every tribe, every tongue. Look how the Bible represents many different people across the region at that time. There was, I'm sure every race was involved. Every single person of every skin color at that time of the known world was there in the upper room. God was pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. That what are we seeing this day and age in 2022? We are seeing God move, not just in America. We're seeing a move in South America. We're seeing a move in, in Africa. We're seeing a move in Europe. Across the whole world, he's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. Why? Because we need people to come alive to God because Jesus is coming soon. We're going to get into throughout this thing, the signs of the times, understanding why we, we believe that he's coming soon, not just telling you he's coming soon, but show you through events that's happening in the world and through God's word that he's coming very, very soon. But one of those great signs is that the spirit of God is moving across the globe. And we are seeing that we are seeing every single race, every single gender. The Bible even talks about men and women prophesying, seeing visions, dreaming dreams. We're seeing that take place. God is using men and he's using women all across the globe. This thing is, is universal. The Holy Spirit is no respecter of persons. He's just looking for a hungry heart. And in these last days, God is raising up ordinary people to do extraordinary things. I'm going to say that again. God's using ordinary people to do extraordinary things. You very well listening right now to my voice on this podcast you could very well be an ordinary person. That doesn't mean you're not important. What is an ordinary person? You just, you work a job. You get up every day. You go to work nine to five. You go to church uh, when church is open. You're just living your life. You're not called to fivefold ministry. You're not famous. You're not Instagram famous, Facebook famous, whatever famous, whatever is going on today. You're not famous. You're just an ordinary individual, but God is using ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Don't forget that. He's using people just like you, and He wants to use you. He wants to use your hands to lay hands on the sick. He wants to use your mouthpiece to, to speak with authority and cast out devils. He wants to use your feet and take the gospel into the marketplace, into your workplace, into your school, wherever you're at. He wants to use you. Pouring out His Spirit on all flesh means He's pouring out His power, His anointing, on all who would be hungry enough to receive it to use them. Jesus said to wait and to be endued with power to be a witness. 
This is not just reserved for the evangelist. This is not just reserved for the pastor. This is, this is for every person. This is for every believer. This is for every ordinary person. He's doing it on all flesh. That's the signs of the last days. That's the signs of the time. See, never before in history, before it was some, you know, it was a little odd if um, the normal lay person of the church is doing ministry on the, you know, at any scale. It was always the great man or woman of God, and we still have them today, and we need to respect and honor the generals God has put in the body of Christ. But there's more people who have who are nameless, who are faceless, who are who no one knows, and God is using them. Never before. And the Bible says, because he's pouring his spirit upon all flesh, all men, all women, they're waking up to the reality that the resurrection power of God is in them and has come upon them so that they can reach a lost and dying world. That is amazing. We're living in those times. We're not waiting for those times. You don't have to pray for these times to happen. They're already taking place. Here's the thing, guys. We're in the last days. We don't need another Pentecost. The Pentecost that was poured out 2,000 years ago has been, pour, been pouring out ever since, and you just got to get under the spout where the glory comes out. You got to get hungry and thirsty and let God fill you up to pour you out. Just get hungry, get thirsty, say, God, use me in these last days. We're living in the final moments of time. As you see God moving in different areas and you go to revival service and you're experiencing the power of God, recognize this every time you're in there, that this is happening because we're in the final moments of time for us to do something about it. No longer can we just go and attend services and not grab something to take with us, to apply to our life, to help somebody else, to bring the gospel somewhere else. Because guess what, guys? We don't have time to just shake and bake and roll and not do anything with the touch of God upon our life. It's time to take that touch and take it to a lost and dying world. Take it to your family. Take it to those around you. That's the whole reason why the Spirit of God has been poured out. The Spirit in you is for you personally. The Spirit upon you is for those around you. And we are in the final moments of time and it's all hands on deck. And this is exciting because God, that means we're going to go on adventures with God. I've been on the greatest adventures with God ever since I said, yes, yes, Lord. Ever since I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I was filled in Fort Wayne, Indiana on May 24th, 2015, filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. And never the same after that. A couple months later, I'm getting uh, con uh, contacted by a church leader, and he's telling me, we're going on the streets, and we began to pour out ever since. We haven't stopped. And it's been the greatest adventures of my life. Meeting people who I never, ever would have met. Seeing God's hand come. When I place my hand on somebody and, and pray for healing, it's as if God places his hand on them and he does the healing. I've seen countless people healed. Countless people touched. Countless people uh, set ablaze by God's fire. Countless people saved because of taking this Spirit of God, the working with the Holy Ghost and, and the anointing of God and taking it to people who need it. I remember we were in uh, Maryville, Indiana. We were doing soul winning in uh, Chicago, Illinois. And Maryville's just uh, on the outside of Chicago on the Indiana side. I remember we were doing soul winning at the mall. And one of the guys that was with us um, was 
we were talking about, man, you know, we're hungry to see God move. We're hungry to see God touch people. And uh, we're out here talking about Acts, saying we're out here for miracles, signs, and wonders. We're out here because God has filled us to pour us out, that we want to see signs and wonders. And uh, we were talking about healing in particular and saying, I want to see what Jesus seen. I want to see eyes open, ears hear. And we're talking to the guy, and he's like, you know what, man? I, I, I want to tell you guys something. Uh, one of my ears, I was born with one of my ears. I can't hear out of it. They've tried to do multiple surgeries on it, and nothing has worked. Uh, will you guys pray for me? And it was me and another evangelist. We said, yeah, absolutely. We prayed for him one time, and then he felt something different, but he still couldn't hear. We said, you know what? God has started the work. He's going to finish the work. We prayed for him again. In the name of Jesus, we commanded brand new eardrums, brand new cochlea, whatever he needed in Jesus' name, ears open, boom. He said he felt a wind blow through his ears. And then suddenly, boom, that ear popped open. He can still hear today. He's still hearing out of that ear today because of the Spirit of God that was poured upon the believer who would step out and say, greater work shall you do because I go to my Father, Jesus said. And he said, wait to be endued with power, that you would be a witness. And then guess what? What does a witness do? Testifies on another's behalf. And guess what? We get to testify on the behalf that Jesus is alive by demonstrating the power of God. Come on, somebody. This man now can hear because of the power of the Holy Ghost and because what of Je what Jesus has done. This is what the Spirit of God being poured out on the day of Pentecost was all about. This was the mark of the last days. This was the start, and this is how it's going to finish. I believe we're going to see the greatest move of God that this world has ever seen before Jesus comes back. And I believe you're going to be a part of it, and you are a part of it right now. By you listening to this today, you're getting infused with the Word of God and faith. And I'm going to pray at the end of this that the power of God would come upon you in a fresh way where you'll go out and you'll see miracles, signs, and wonders take place because the Spirit of God has fallen upon you. you got to get your own personal Pentecost in this last days. you got to grab a hold of this thing. Come on, and I feel like you are. You're grabbing a hold of this. These are the last days. So yes, Jesus is coming, but there's a preparation work before the king comes. He doesn't just show up without a preparation taking place. And what is this preparation? He's getting his church ready. And part of getting his church ready is he's getting them mobilized, using them, equipping them. The fire of God comes. It burns out everything that's not of God, purifying the bride of Christ. But it's not just to get into a service or get into some place and get a good old touch and get purified. But it's to take that purification and go and release it. How do you want more of what God has given you? You'll give it out. Give and you shall receive. Pour out. If you've been touched by God, by the power of Pentecost... You need to go out and pour out upon those around you. You need to go out and lay hands on people and see them recover. Amen. You need to go. Another sign the Bible continues to go on and talk about is the signs on the earth and in the signs in the sky. We see that very clear. Uh, there's been many different things take place. I don't want to take too much time of that. But the Bible does say, I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire, vapor and smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. What is the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord? The return of Jesus. And they've written a lot of books on, uh, you know, the blood moons and stuff. But 
Don't get hung up on all that. Just know that when you see that stuff, it is a sign that Jesus is coming. It's a reminder. And so we must recognize these things as a sign. What is a sign? It points towards something. These things are not to get hung up on, but they're to point you to the fact that Jesus is coming soon. That's why God put this in the Bible, to remind us that Jesus is coming soon. And another sign of the, of the last days is mass amounts of people being saved. Now, I already spent six parts on being a soul winner, so I'm not going to go heavy in on that. Obviously, you know if you follow our ministry, that's a big part of what we do, winning the lost. But never before in history have uh, the world had access to technology like we have. Where literally, you're listening, you could be listening across the world to this podcast right now. And you can hear the message of the gospel and you can get saved by technology, by someone preaching the gospel. We're seeing mass amounts of people saved through technology, through TV, through radio, but also in person, mass crusades. I mean, just in the last 30 years, 40 years, the great evangelist Reinhard Bonnke has seen before he passed away into heaven, 75 million people saved. Praise God. What a miracle. In one service, he had, I believe, over 2 million people in attendance. That's supernatural, guys. Mass amounts of people saved. Because verse 21 of Acts 2 says, And it shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And this is why I believe with all of my heart. Because it started by 3,000 got saved, then 8,000, then many got saved. And there was a great explosion of souls being saved in, in uh, the Bible when it started, when the, when the Spirit was poured out. And the Bible says this, and I've said it already, I'll say it again, that the, in the latter times will be greater than the former. We're in the final moments, so it's going to be that much more greater of the amount of people getting saved. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it take place through... The great ministry that Reinhard Bonnke started, they're continuing on. But other ministries are springing up. People are getting focused back on souls. And you as a person, you might not be an evangelist, but you should be focused on souls. Your number one thing should be souls. When you, I'll give you a tip. When I give to a ministry at all, if they're coming in and they, let's say they're a guest and they're talking about what they do, if they do not mention anything about leading people to Christ, winning any first-time decisions, any rededications, their focus is anything other than that, I'm not giving them a dime because they're not following what the Bible says to do. In the last days, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anything other than that is great, but if you're missing the fact that people are getting saved, you're missing it altogether because Jesus came to seek and save those who are lost. A mark of a move of God, any revival, you mark it down. You go back in history, you study moves of God. The main thing, yes, the Spirit's being poured out. Yes, the manifestations of the Spirit are happening. But the number one marker of true moves of God is souls being saved. Every time, no matter which 
Look up Azusa. Look up the healing revivals. Look up the charismatic uh, renewal. Go back and look at what happened in uh, Brownsville. All of them. Mark them down. The number one thing was people being saved because God does not pour out his spirit just for people to have a nice little revival. Though I am, I believe in revival, I'm here. Part of what we do is we win the loss, revive the church. That's our two staples. That's what we're here. To, that's what God has spoken to our ministry to do. But it's win the lost and revive the church. You don't have a true revival without people getting saved because revival is falling in love with Jesus afresh for the church, but then it's bringing, it's getting people to the reality that Jesus is alive. Every miracle, every sign, every wonder that God does, he's doing it for a purpose. Yes, for his children, but also for those who are not saved, for more people to see that God is real, that God is alive. You see throughout the Bible when Jesus would heal somebody and what was the purpose of them getting healed? He would say, go and sin no more. You've been, you've been set free. He was, it was all about souls. And then even when the, the apostles continued on and they, people would get saved, even in uh, Acts 3, when they went to the gate beautiful, there's a man who laid lame for many years. And Peter looked at him because he was asking for, for an offering because he was poor and begging. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to thee. Take up your mat and walk. And guess what? He was healed in an instant. They went inside the temple. The man was jumping and leaping and praising God. And the people marveled and looked at the people at Peter as if he was like the great wonder worker. But he said, guys, do not marvel at the work that we did. He was healed because of Jesus Christ. He was healed in, because of the name of Jesus. And then it was an opportunity to present the gospel that, look, this is a sign that is making you wonder right now. And the whole purpose behind it is for you to look to Jesus, who is the savior, who is the healer, who is the provider. Any miracle sign and wonder is going to point you back to Christ. And so, yes, are we in the last days? You better believe it. But these are the greatest moments for the church because his spirit is being poured out. He's filling his church. He's using every person of every tribe, every tongue, every man, every woman. He's using signs and wonders uh, through his people and also in the, in the earth and in the sky to remind us that he's coming. And guess what, guys? This is going to be the greatest th event to ever take place in eternity, the return of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Why is he waiting to come back for one reason and one reason only? And that is for more people to be saved. That's, he's not slow or slack concerning his promise, but he is waiting for more people to be saved. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. So we have a work to do, but at us as Pentecostal believers, I'm talking to my Pentecostal brothers and sisters who are listening to this. Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Have you been filled with the power of God like the day of Pentecost? Do you speak in other tongues? Well, it's time to do something with it. It's time to understand that we're living in the final moments of time and you've been given great power, which as if I quote you know, the great movie Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> you got to do something with it. What are you going to do with the power that God has given you? You got to go and pour out upon a world that needs it. You got to you got to pour out upon a coworker who's depressed, 
who comes in every single day and says, man, it's just another horrible Monday, a horrible Tuesday, a horrible Friday, whatever. They're just negative. You know what? It's time to say, you know what? I think it's time to change that. Let me grab your hand and pray in the name of Jesus that depression and oppression leave them and boom, watch the power of God show up. Watch them get set free and delivered right there in the spot, filled with his joy and the power of God's release. And then they get saved. I mean, that's what this thing is all about, guys. It's all about souls. So we're going to be doing this series on the last days, the return of Jesus. This was just the beginning, like part one. When did the book, when did uh, the last days begin? The book of Acts chapter two, boom, one accord, one place, suddenly. I want to pray for each person of you who's listening right now that the power of God would come and invade right where you're at, that you would get touched by his presence afresh. Maybe you've already been filled with the Holy Ghost. Maybe you already speak in tongues. Well, the Bible says this in Ephesians, to be ye continually filled with the Spirit. Be ye filled with the Holy Spirit. That means continually filled and filling. You know, if you have a water bottle and you empty it, you still have the, the vessel, you can fill it back up with more water. See, we pour out, we get filled up, but we pour out and we pour out and we need to get refilled. And some people only get filled up on Sundays. This thing is not just for Sundays. This thing is for every day. So let's get filled up afresh today by the presence and the fire of the Holy Ghost and take this thing to a lost and dying world. If you're able, I want you to put your hand on your belly because the Bible says out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And I'm going to pray. So, Father, I thank you for every single person listening to me under the sound of my voice. Lord, we thank you that on the day of Pentecost, you poured out your spirit upon all flesh. So, so no matter what tribe, tongue, language, race, whatever sex is listening to me, men, women, it does not matter, Lord, that I thank you right now in Jesus' name. Fill each vessel with the Holy Ghost a fresh infilling in Jesus' mighty name. Those who have not been filled with the Holy Ghost, be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and just begin to speak out what's in your spirit. Those who have been filled, I thank you for the fire of the Holy Ghost to come upon them right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us power to be a witness. You've given us power against all of the powers of darkness. You've given us authority. We thank you, Father, right now. Every oppression, every depression is broken in the name of Jesus. And I speak it out. Every destiny that is, every destiny, every person listening who has a, a purpose in their life, we release it. And we thank you, Father, that they are here for such a time as this, that they are part of this last day's end time army of God. And you're going to use each person to do mighty, mighty things in these last days. In Jesus' mighty name. And if you believe it, shout amen right where you're at. Come on, somebody. God is moving. God is not finished with America. He's not finished with you. He's just getting started. Hallelujah. If you've been touched by the power of God here on this podcast, I want you to go to my website, zanerministries.com. Go to the very bottom of the main page and click testimony and send us a testimony of what God has been doing. I want to thank each and, per each and every one of you guys for listening today. Please consider becoming one of our partners here uh, at Zaner Ministries. We're believing God for 40 people particularly to stand with us at $100 a month. 
and we're going to be doing damage to the kingdom of darkness for the remainder of this year and going into 2023. We're already prepare, preparing for transformation. We're going to be doing big things, big things. I can't release it now. We'll release it here in the next couple of months, what God is going to be doing, but we're preparing to do some big, big things. So be in prayer. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I can't wait uh, to hear what God is doing in your life. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Zaner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us. We are asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to ZanerMinistries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner.